Jensen and Brie Picconi and we're late, late to the, the party. party a weekly podcast about film fashion and pop culture so hey Nick hey Brie how's it going good how are you doing you know I'm doing pretty good it's a it's, a, it's been a really good day yeah same I really yeah. can't complain I got up early worked on some things kind of sort of same but Mercury is almost out of Gatorade Oh, and is it really? We're in the shadow period. What? Okay. Is it just so. me or has it been a really quick Gatorade? It's been very quick. It's been a, a, a sip, not a gulp. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, yeah. good. No, it feels like summer, so I'm excited. It really does. Yeah. It's like the weather's been nice. I don't know. It just yeah. feels like summertime. I know. I've been in like a really good mood and you and I have been like working on stuff outdoors. I'm very excited for all the late to the party stuff for this summer. Same. It's going to be so fun. It, yeah. Like, I can't hold wait. on to your butts. <laughs> ah! But but not to get ahead of ourselves. Today we are discussing the 2003 film Uptown Girls starring the effervescent Brittany Murphy and a young quippy Dakota Fanning. Up. Oh. Town girls, <laughs> which is not in the trailer, which complicated by Avril Lavina's. You know, I really, in my mind, I thought Uptown Girls was in the trailer. Is it in the? It's in the movie, right? Like in the beginning no. or no? It like what is it? Was there any marketing with that song? Because no. is this just one of those like Mandela effects for me? That's what it said in like if you go to the trailers youtube Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people say i don't remember that i remember very distinctly the trailer for uptown girls with the like the narrator the inner world with um avril lavigne's complicated Mm. and just like all the iconic lines from uptown girls there are so many iconic lines too i know like i brie i remember this trailer so vividly and it's like it's one of those trailers where it does tell you the whole entire movie Mm-hmm. It, but it really takes all the best parts of it. Like, you don't need to watch Uptown Girls. Just watch the trailer. Actually, yeah. I was surprised. Hot take. I actually... So I watched the trailer after I watched Uptown Girls. <laughs> and I was like, huh, this really does encapsulate the movie. I feel like I just watched it again. I mean, a very, very short version, but pretty much gets all the beats. It's like the best bits in the best possible way. Yeah. No, I really love Uptown Girls. I'm not going to lie. Same. I I don't know. It was really nice watching it again because the last time I watched it, I feel like I was in a different place and I feel like, I don't know, but I, I love this movie and it always just, it always gets me in the feels, you know? Yeah. No, I was, yesterday I was like, I, I felt like one singular tear. <laughs> I do think there is like an added layer because Brittany Murphy's no longer with us. Yeah. So it is very every time like last last week or maybe two weeks ago with my boyfriend we watched Clueless. Oh, nice. But just seeing Brittany Murphy on screen and just seeing her like she was just <sighs> such a star. So not to get too depressing, but like <laughs> I feel like no, but like to honor her, like she was yeah. a very just charming, bubbly. Like she was such a 
like a warm presence on screen. She was definitely like gone too soon. Like I feel like, yeah, you're right. She just she livened the screen up and had so much warmth. I don't know. You couldn't not smile at her characters, and I don't know. I think something about her just genuinely must be really like, I don't know. It's like those puppy dog eyes. I think like, there's something in her eyes. Yeah. Or she does, like, these pouty faces, too, that are, like, I don't know. She's just great. I just, ah, it's a shame that we didn't get to see more. But, you know, she lives on and what she's created, and that's amazing. I know. There's so many iconic Brittany Murphy movies to watch. Yeah. Some of them just from 2002 to 2003. Like, you got, what, Eight Mile, you got Uptown Girls, you got Just Married. Which I totally forgot about Eight Mile. Like, you only get one shot. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) <laughs> mom oh. spaghetti free <laughs> i know but oh. but yeah so you've seen uptown girls before yeah i've seen it like a couple times like i remember we watched it not like i don't know like five six years ago maybe it's a little fuzzy i just remember watching it i've definitely seen it before i remember the i remember seeing the trailers back in 2003 i don't think i saw the movie until Maybe like later on a, like on a DVD, DVD or a random sleepover somewhere. I definitely have seen it a couple, like a good handful of times. Yeah. But what made me want to do this episode is a couple months ago, I was at Dry Bar getting my hair done. And can I just say, like, we're not sponsored, but I'm open to it. So Dry Bar is the best. <laughs> Because you can get a blowout, but they also put on romantic comedies, right. which is like, I love getting my hair done, or yeah, I love getting my hair done, and I love rom-coms, so it's like my perfect place, and this clean and sterile, a lot of whites, and a lot of buttercup yellows. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really expensive. It really, that's the best. Yeah. But, um, but I was watching Uptown Girls, and I was just like... This is a fun, fun ass movie. I love it. I I've been thinking about it for a while too, just in the back of my brain. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, I want to watch that movie again. So just for like Brittany Murphy's outfits alone, for me, yeah. Oh like, my gosh, just for the overalls. Her overalls are iconic. Oh my god, I'm wearing overalls. You are, by the way. Which <laughs> not on are purpose. Are you gonna bedazzle them and? I want to. I feel really inspired, like, by her outfit with the bedazzle. It had, like, bedazzled. It had patches, like, butterflies, flower. It was, like... Rhinestones. Rhinestones. Ugh. She was, like... That jumper was, like, literally the, um... Do you remember those bears from the 90s? Like, the jean-looking bears that you could write oh on? Oh, my God. I love those. And that were bedazzled? Uh, I feel like those overalls were, like, the real, like, the epitome of that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. She did what she could on those. Yeah, just doodled away as much as she could. But yeah, but yeah. Ha. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I love this movie for sure. So, oh, also Brie. Before yeah. we get get deeper into Uptown Girls, just on the trailer alone, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on "Complicated" by Avril Lavigne being in trailers? movie i love it okay i was gonna you know what when i watched this trailer and like well i saw your note about 
Avril Lavigne complicated. And I was like, huh. And I'm like, I had a feeling when I watched it where it was going to be. It's always towards the middle slash end. It's like, there's always a turning point. Like, and then life it's like, is getting difficult for this girl. <laughs> it's <laughs> getting complicated. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that song in a lot of trailers, like probably a lot in the 2000s, I'm sure. The like, early just... 2000s use of complicated gets me. I am still, you know, we should keep using it for trailers now. I don't think it, sh- it makes sense. It makes you feel something. It's like angsty enough, but it's still kind of light. You know oh what I God, mean? Can you imagine like the everything, everywhere, all at once trailer where Michelle Yeoh <laughs> is like going through the the different dimensions <laughs> and she's in the office with Jamie Lee Curtis in a fat suit and you just hear, uh-huh, life's like, like this. this. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the way Wait, it is. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see that that movie? By the way, everything. I want to see it. I do too. I didn't know you wanted to see. I it. I didn't know you wanted to see it. We should see it. I mean, it just it intrigues me. I'm not sure what's happening. Same. It seems like it's either going to like really trip me out or just be a really good time. But I love Michelle Yeoh regardless. So same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, add that to the list. Add that to the list. <laughs> Yeah. Or just like the Batman trailer. Oh my just god, the Batman. As soon as Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman comes in and you're just like, oh. I'd have to go and make things so complicated. Yeah. Oh my god, Nick, we should just remake every trailer, but with complicated. Like make a YouTube account solely just to do that. I'm sure someone out there has probably done yeah. it though. But or Brie, done a few, yeah. You know, I said that as a joke, but yeah. if I'm seriously thinking about it, mm-hmm. That kind of slaps. Yeah. Like, that applies. It never... Think about it. I don't think there's ever a wrong time to put it's complicated on a on a trailer for a movie. Complicated? And the movie Even is complicated. it's complicated. Why wasn't that... <laughs> I was literally thinking that, too, in the back of my brain. I'm like, it's complicated. That's the perfect one. I swear... I bet you someone's made that into a, a video, like a meme or something. And if not, then... <laughs> Then we need to get on it. We need to, or if anyone knows of this trailer, if any of these trailers exist, just send it to us. I hope so. If not, we got to get on this. We got to get on. (laughs) But, okay. So let's take a trip to summer 2003. Um, Brie and I were about to turn 10. And I don't know about you, Brie, but my summer was lit. Like summer 2003 was lit. What were you doing that was so lit? Everything. I was going to child nightclubs. Oh, my God. What? I was, yeah, like, it was just, like, every day, go to the beach, go to the pool, go to the movies. I was at the movies so much the summer of 2003. I remember for one week straight, my friends and I would walk down to the theater. We'd watch Finding Nemo Mm -hmm. every single night at 8 o'clock for that whole week. You y'all rain manned it. We totally did. That's probably <laughs> there's probably something weird about Finding Nemo in my subconscious. But wow, you know, summer 2003 is when I dragged my grandma to see How to Deal. You know the great story about <laughs> like teen how to pregnancy. deal with life and uh, yeah, teen pregnancy, d- getting angsty over other people's business. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Sticking movie. your nose in. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just saw so many movies this summer. Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Actually, yeah. I mean, same. I didn't realize so many had come out that that particular year. That was a big year. 
I, I mean, I don't know where I, I, I was probably out of town at some point. I was probably in Vermont. I'm guessing. You were probably with me at some point, too. I feel like probably we listened was. to a lot of No Doubt Rock Steady, that okay. album at this point in life. A lot of Hey Baby is the soundtrack to the summer. Hey Baby was my jam. I remember we had a joint birthday party at, if anyone remembers, Jeepers. Jeepers. Yeah, I was thinking in my mind, is that the one? I still have pictures from that birthday. We had, Brie and I had a joint birthday party blowout. It was lit. It was that, that was the same one. That was the okay. same one. I don't think... There's a better party I've had in my adult <laughs> life, to no, be honest. that was the most lit one I've ever had, and the most, I think, friends at a time that we both shared and at a time, because all the other ones, I think, were like, not we even We rented good, that place out. Yeah. We bumper car- We had the bumper cars. We had, like, whatever the Everything. boat thing. Remember? Didn't you used to go on the boat even though you got sick? Or you- What did you, you do? Because- You know, I was, like, a daredevil as a kid. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line- like, I hit, like, 20, and then all of a sudden I was, like, I don't know. Something about me got very, uh, very sick, like, queasy. But anyways, uh, that was the summer to Brie. I remember for two years, I, like, begged my parents for um, the Destiny's Child album with Bootylicious on it. Mm. And they wouldn't give, like, let me have it until I turned 10 because there was, like, a song called, like, sexy daddy on it or something <laughs> or like something sexy oh, anyways man. i got that and i wasn't allowed to have christina Aguilera stripped until this birthday because she was like oh she had her like boobies out on the cover wow. you, but then i you got were a it. real adult when you turned 10 oh you yeah get the christina aguilera then you could go to the nightclub <laughs> it was a real coming of age <laughs> moment for me brie i love that some of this will probably have to be cut, but I just want you to know that this summer w- was epic. Okay. Yeah. And, no, and you know when you mentioned – I wanted to mention it because I'm like, I think I remember, but then I'm like, I feel like my memory is always so fuzzy, so I was waiting for you to say it first. Nah. Brie, you and I <sighs> were probably decked out in so much like, limited too, yes. from head to toe, just like Lancome, glossy tubes, Shirts probably that say Angel, for sure. Select, you're right. Paul Frank. Yes. Every, all day, every day. I want to dig up those photos. Nick, we need to like post some some of our wild times. We really do. There's probably so many. I know there's photos of us out there just like probably singing to Hillary Duff as little kids just with all of the lip gloss. Oh my God. So much on our lips. Yeah. Like 10 different, you know, all the lip smackers. Exactly. We went hard before like Sophia Nygaard mixed all the colors. We were like... Oh, we, doing it all. We looked like Sophia Nygaard in some of those videos. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, but like we were saying, the year in film was lit pretty, as well. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> amazing. Um, so we have Finding Nemo, Matrix Reloaded, Pirates of the Caribbean. They all dominated the summer box office, and the summer '03 box office was well. Like, Nikki, you're talking about nightclubs. It's basically had it all, like a New York City nightclub. It had Freaky Friday, Terminator 3, The Italian Jab, Lizzie McGuire movie, also takes place in Italy, just saying. Um, Bad Boys 2, Hulk, and the list goes on. Huh. Nice. Those are a lot. And Charlie's <gasps> Angels 2 Full Throttle also came out. Oh, man. That's another good one. Oh. So good. We gotta watch that one. Is that on our list? It should be. It should be. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't about our list, is it? <laughs> Add it to the list. 
Um, um, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I saw so many of these movies in the theater. I was going to say, this year in particular, I feel like I've seen a majority. Like some of these movie clubs we do, it's like, I'm like, eh, I didn't really see anything from that. I don't know. And then this one, I'm like, yes. 2003 is low-key one of the greatest years for film. Mm. Arguably the greatest summer for film. But like last night, last night, I even watched a Lost in Translation, which came out in 2003. Oh, wow. That was 2003, too? And I was like, dude. Like so many. I don't know. Do you own so that movie? Good. I do. It's right here. Oh, cool. So I can borrow it sometime. Oh, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. We're just looking at my, my shelf of of dividends. It's a nice collection, Nick. Thank you. I am. I'm very proud of it. I like to look at it. I love collecting obsolete media. It's it's my passion. It's like a regular blockbuster in here. Oh my god, I missed. It. I probably rented Uptown Girls from a blockbuster. Yes. Oh my god, you're probably. This is around the time that like we would still be renting movies. It would be. It'd be like the last year. And like, you, yeah. What? It was like a library. You had to return them, or you would get fined. You would. Do you remember when they stopped? Like they were like, oh, you don't. There's no late fees. And then it was like all downhill. Yeah. I thought that was suspicious. I'm like, no late fees. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I can just hang on to this as long as I want. This seems a little sketch. Yeah. I feel like, have you ever seen the last blockbuster on Netflix? No, I think because I'm like afraid. I'm not afraid, but I feel like it would make me sad. No, I think it's very interesting. But they talk about that. They talk about like the rise and fall of blockbuster. But mm. I digress. Blockbuster was like everything as yeah. a kid. <laughs> but but speaking of but blockbusters, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a blockbuster film, but it wasn't my heart, right? Yeah, yeah. So should we yeah. give the peeps a quick synopsis of yeah. the film? Give a little quick summary of Uptown Girls. Yeah. Um, so Molly Gunn, played by Brittany Murphy, has never worked a day in her life and has lived like a queen since her father, a famous rock and roll star, died and left her his fortune. But everything changes when Molly realizes that her manager has stolen her money. She lands a job as a nanny for Ray, Dakota Fanning, a young girl whose serious attitude is the opposite of Molly's carefree one. With the help of her boyfriend, Neil... Which I feel like boyfriend's a really loose term in this. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is from Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, and this is inaccurate, but go on. Anyway, it's Jesse Spencer, which if everyone remembers, he was on, um, he was in House, right? That's what I remember him from. I don't know what else he's, I'm sure he's been oh, on other Oh, I don't know. He just looks like a generic early aughts boy to me. He does. Um, but Molly tries to bond with Ray and learn how to be an adult. Yeah. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes is out here se- like peddling lies yeah I- uh, yeah correction neil is not her boyfriend no we will discuss this more in the film but like yeah he ain't around no maybe with the help of maybe donald boo- Faison. boo thang no not even they like hook up and then he's like fuck off yeah I don't know. He's a fuckboy. He's like a 2003 fuckboy. Yeah, I have so many me. things to say about him. I can't wait to get into <laughs> Well, okay. anyway. So let's, let's, let's speed this up. So, 
So Uptown Girls opened on August 15th, 2003, and it placed fifth place at the box office. Um, And let's look at the box office this weekend. Let's hit up uh, the box office mojo. Mojo, yeah. (laughs) My favorite website. It's a really dope website. I'm glad someone compiled this information. Thank you, Mojo. Mojo Jojo. (laughs) That's what I think of, too. (laughs) He's just there, just like, ha, ha, ha. That's what he does now. He's like, well, I put the evil life behind me. Or maybe not, but he loves movies. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Well, so number one at the box office this weekend was Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, I saw that one. I snuck in to this one. It was one of those times. I don't know if you were there this time, Brie. So Brie and I, in August 2003, used to go watch Spy Kid 3D and then sneak into other movies. And How many one of the times, times did we do that? Like, at least two, three? A two or three. Like, it was like a hobby at a certain point. Well, we had already seen Spy Kids 3D. We were like, we don't need to see it again, guys. I think we were like, let's go see it again, because I think we liked the thrill oh, of sneaking into other movies. that was our cover. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. We love that thrill. Nikki, why haven't we done that in a while? We should bring that back. Movie theaters are suffering, Brie. Yeah, but no one, I feel like no one would even care. I know. That's no fun. We want to be little children thinking we're going to get arrested. You're right. It isn't fun when they don't care. Good point. Okay, never mind. (laughs) So, Freddy versus Jason. Number two is SWAT. Open range. (gasps) Freaky Friday? Ooh. That's one we've seen like a million times. I've seen this a million times. I saw it in the movie theater a million times. Yeah. I've seen it on VHS a million times. On DVD. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say add that to the list again? Add that to the list. <laughs> Take a shot every time I say add it to the list. Oh. Uh, but for real, I can quote that movie probably backwards and forwards. Oh my god. That's a good movie, right? So good. You're right. 2003 is a great time for movies. Oh man. And then um, fifth place, Uptown Girls. And then... Rounding out the final 10 is Pirates of the Caribbean, American Wedding, Seabiscuit, Spike is 3D Game Over, um, and then Bad Boys 2. <laughs> we were the bad boys. <laughs> we were, too. Oh. Um, but yeah, so Uptown Girls was generally panned by the critics, um, but Ebert, Roger Ebert, gave it three out of four stars. I know. Okay. I love Ebert. He knows what's up. He does. And I, I, what I really love about Roger Ebert is he always takes the movie for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't, he's not like um, pretentious about it. Or he wasn't, like, he's dead. But rest in peace. But like, um, I don't know. I just, some people are like, this comedy, it's, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. It's like. They, uh, they look down on like a a chick fl- or whatever or, or like, anything gosh. like children's movies. I mean, there's like an Ebert quote that I'm gonna butcher, but he he used to talk about when he him and Siskel reviewed um children's films. He was like, I'm gonna hold these to the standards of a regular film because I think children deserve more. Oh wow! And but I don't know. He he, he was great, and um yeah, so. So my homeboy, Roger Ebes, he said, The theory is that Brittany Murphy is trying to channel Marilyn Monroe. But as I watched Uptown Girls, another name came to mind. Lucille Ball. Murphy has a kind of divine ineptitude that moves beyond Marilyn's helplessness into Lucy's dizzy lovability. 
She is like a magnet for whoops moments. Um, he also said, I dismiss all cavils about the movie's logic and plausibility as besides the point. This is not a movie about plot, but about personalities. Molly Gunn is a comic original, vulnerable and helpless, well-meaning and inept, innocent and guileless, or more accurately, a person of touchingly naive guile. Murphy's performance has a kind of ineffable, uh, mischievous innocence about it. And he says Brittany Murphy's Lucy act is merely is not merely ditzy, but even a little brave. Oh, which I think that's true. It, that's a big compliment. Yeah. To to be honest, that is a huge. Lucille Ball is amazing. Like to be compared. But, yeah, and also to call a performance in like this little like it's a comic. It's like like a comedy and like a light. Yeah, you know, chick flick. Yeah. And to call her performance brave, like, that's, I don't know, that was just, like, Brittany Murphy being, like, a rare talent. Like, you do really see her vulnerability shine through. Like, I, this, Ebert's spot on. But also, that's, like, such, like, that's a con, like, that's, those words are words. I know. No, like, coming from him, I feel like, yeah, it means, like, a lot. But she does, I don't know, she's so good. Like, she has so many layers. I feel like her character in this movie, like, she brings so much depth to, like, your character, you know what I mean? Like, in these types of movies, we don't always see characters so fully developed, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think, like, if we want to talk about Brittany Murphy's performance for one second. Yeah. Okay, so, like, I guess I want to compare it to, like, another... You know, Heather Locklear plays the mom in this movie? Yeah. Compare it to another Heather Locklear film. Have you ever seen The Perfect Man with her and Hilary Duff? I feel like I have. Add it to the list. It's not good. But (laughs) it's like one of those, you know, it's like a movie you'd say is good when you were 11, like we were. Yeah. Is it like that's her mom in the movie or something? Yeah, and she's trying to find her a date. Yeah. Just to compare like a a chick flick um, marketed to 10-year-olds at the time okay so there's a movie like that which is fun and light and not good but like cute you know like a cute movie and uptown girls is a cute movie yeah but i feel like britney murphy's performance in this really like takes this movie and kind of turns us i don't know there's just something about her presence that is a little brave yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot going on there is with her and i think like we're not going to, like, go full Mamma Mia episode about Uptown Girls. <laughs> yeah. But to have such a layered performance is is very special and really, like, something about Brittany Murphy's talent. Because she could have, like, phoned this in and got a paycheck or something. Like, yeah. She really gives it her all. This is very, like... She almost bears yeah. her soul, I would say. I would say so. I, it's She always does, though. Yeah. That's just her. I don't know. She's great. I thought Dakota Fanning was really good too. Like oh, for yeah. being so, I don't know. She's, uh, I like her. Do you remember Dakota Fanning's chokehold on like child actors of the early aughts? Yes, she was in everything, like everything. Do you remember, like? I feel like as soon as I am Sam, because we're like about the same age as her. Mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as I am Sam came out, everyone was just like, 
That's it. We're wrapping it up. Dakota Fanning's the best child actor of all time. Yeah, I felt like that too. They Case were like, closed. like <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I feel like that was the narrative for so long. I feel like that's still the narrative when I, she's a grown-ass adult. I was going to say, I don't think we've seen a child actor, like, on that level in a while, like, that I could think of. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're out there. I just, I don't know. It wasn't even, like, I remember, be, like, seeing her in movies and being like, she's really good. Yeah. But, like, the narrative, like, superseded her. It was just, like, Dakota Fanning's the best. <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, like, in stone. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, the media really did put it on a plaque. Yeah. And they were like, you're gonna like her. Forever. Yes. Oh, man. Great performances. Yeah. Well, you wanna know some fun facts about Uptown Girls? Yeah. Okay, so, while the lampshade as a head accessory was the production team's idea, it was Brittany Murphy's idea to scrunch it up and wear it as a beret. Huh. Nice. I was thinking that, actually. I was wondering, like, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, was this something they told her to do? Or is she like, is this just, like, a quirky thing? Or, you know what I mean? I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked that flair. Also, if it was in the stage directions to just, like, wear it as a hair accessory. Yeah. I'm really, that was a cool actor move to make it a beret. Yeah. Like, what else was she supposed to do? Put it on her hat? Like, put it on her head as a hat? I know. I actually thought it looked pretty decent. Like, it doesn't look like a lamp. I don't know. You wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. I don't know. I love it when she's at the nightclub in, like, one of the first scenes. And they're like, where'd you get your your hair accessory? Yeah. What would she say? She was like, the Home Home Depot. Depot. (laughs) I love that, too. I was like. But not to see like that. It was, like, more, like, earnest. With confidence. Yeah. They were, like, looking at her like, this girl's strange. (laughs) But, oh. So, Piper Parabo was originally considered for the role of Molly Gunn, our girl from Coyote Ugly. That's crazy. You know, I could see that. That would be cute. I could see that. Yeah. But I'm glad it was Brittany Murphy. Uh, Yeah, same. I feel like... I feel like Brittany Murphy is just the best. So, same. Case closed. Put that in stone. (laughs) Exactly. Dakota Fanning. (laughs) Um... Oh yeah, and then the um the denim dress Molly wears when picking Ray up from school for the first time is actually a vintage dress from the 70s. Oh. And it belonged to the costume designer's sister when she was 12 that had been hand customized by a babysitter. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so the name Kate was bedazzled on the back of the dress. And this is like the scene when Brittany Murphy like is wearing a backpack. Mm-hmm. And so she decided to cover it up with a backpack. But you can see when she goes into the closet, um, when she like drops everything, you know, it's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, she takes off the backpack mm-hmm. and you can see it says Kate. Oh. Back. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember seeing the Kate thing, but that's funny that it's like it's a hand customed like uh overall dress thing. That was customized by her babysitter. And then it, she's the babysitter. And this is mm-hmm. customizing the clothes for her little girl. And it's like a literal 12-year-old. Yeah. Thing. Wow. Well, it fit her well, though. Looked good. Looked cute. Still rocking it. I Iconic. mean, I want that outfit. I guess we could make it, though. It's, it's true. I, I wish I was a seamstress. Yeah. Well, no, you could probably bedazzle the heck out of a, a jumper. That's true. I just wish I could. So, I wish I could make my own clothes. I want to be like, you know how Brittany Murphy just, I don't know, just throws things together. 
You can learn. Yeah, that's true. I can. It's not too late. You're right. It'll be in your movie montage. <laughs> Complicated's gonna play, and you're just gonna be like, uh huh. And you're gonna be every night just like, just like <laughs> working at your um, what's it called? Sewing. Yeah. Machine. It's like when things get really dark for me, I turn to sewing. And then you hear like a narrator be like, "When times got hard for Brie, <laughs> she started to sew." Probably a, a montage of me like throwing my machine against the wall in rage as You're well because like, ah! I can't. I don't know. And then cuts to the cuts into the chorus of complicated. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But you want to get into the film? I'm so ready. I would cool. love to. Okay, so the film opens with a narration by Dakota Fanning, mm-hmm. and she's like talking about the princess and her kingdom. Um. Yeah, yada yada. She's like, most fairy tales are true. And then she's like, most of them are made up to deal with like real life. And I don't know. She has like this whole spiel. She does. And I don't know. Which I was like, whoa now. (laughs) I know. I was like, huh. (laughs) I'm like, okay. But she's like talking about Brittany Murphy's character. But like the story is like, right? Isn't it kind of around Molly? Like, Yeah. She's like a fairy tale princess. Yeah. Which I really loved. I mean, I would say more than a fairy tale princess, Molly Gunn, played by Brittany Murphy, lives a very charmed life. Yeah. Which is also the they song say that. title that they play in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. But she does live a very charmed life. She does. You know what I thought was interesting, too? Like, the opening scene, I thought it was Dakota Fanning walking into the carnival. But I think later on we see it's like, like in a flashback, it's it's Molly. Yep. And not right. Sorry, Ray. I guess I should use their, their oh, movie yeah. names, right? I don't know. They're interchangeably. Oh, that time we got canceled for saying <laughs> Cameron Diaz is a sexual harasser. I shouldn't say canceled. I shadow banned. Yeah, <laughs> we were canceled. Let's just. That's a little dramatic. Oh, that's how we are. On late to the party, we're dramatic. They yeah, are. I learn everything, Brie. It's all about the J Lo effect. It really is. Do you want others? <laughs> As you'd have them to want to you. I cannot wait for another <laughs> JLo email. Please, JLo, please speak to me. Maybe if I meditate, she'll just she'll. pop up. I don't know. She's not going to make a new JLo newsletter until we, we review a JLo film, a JLo joint. Oh, true. Got to do we- some Made in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I thought we did, but I think we've just talked about Hustlers. <laughs> Just in talk passing. about J-Lo every single podcast. Dang, wow. That's something. First it was Kiki Dunce and now it's J-Lo. Yeah. Well, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. <laughs> that's the way it is. Oh. Um, that's Celine Dion, Brie? That's the way it is. <laughs> you gotta spin in a chair. Like yeah. in a music video. Anyways, so yeah, the film opens with Brittany Murphy on her 22nd birthday. Mm-hmm. Um... We get to see her fabulous pad and her pet teacup pig. Yeah. I love how her answering machine, too. Because she's just literally like, she's like, it's Molly's machine. Speak your peace. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of confrontational. It's kind of like, like, yo, I don't know. The girl, the girlfriend is like, "Eh, you're always late. Or like, I feel like they're like yelling at her through the voicemails yeah she's like i don't trust you and then oh my gosh this part was funny because it, it's basically like you said her 22nd birthday and there's like some guy in the background oh it's her friend right is that the guy who's talking maybe oh i think it is uh H- huey 
oh, it's Huey, right? Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I bet you, like, I don't know how much he's betting, but he's like, she's probably still asleep and whatever. And then, like, it kind of cuts to her waking up and walking down the street. Like, she's still on the phone with her friend somehow. She's, like, taking a taxi. And she's like, that was a planned nap, a pre-planned, <laughs> like, nap. And she's like, no, I fell asleep. But she totally reminds me of, like, a rock star daughter version of Carrie Bradshaw. Okay. Like, she has a really filthy, like, a chaotic apartment. Yeah, But, like, fabulous, quirky fashion sense, just like Carrie. You're right. Yeah, I think she's like rock star Carrie Bradshaw. Mm, I could see that connection. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like terrible, but we love her anyways. Yeah. I mean, she does have style. She does. She has style and she has flair. She's trying. Yeah. You know? She really is. And she's only 22. So. Yeah, yeah. Which in my, I don't remember, like in my mind, I didn't know if she was older. Like I didn't remember the age, honestly. But, you know, I it's, either. I don't know. I remember her being old as a, like, a nine-year-old. But yeah. <laughs> even the last time I watched it, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, she's old. She's grown up or whatever. But, like, now that I'm watching it again, I'm like, oh, she's not that grown up. Because I remember being, like, 22 and being, like, a mess. A mess. I mean, that's I what I still should... am sometimes. Haven't you listened to the Taylor Swift song? We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. I yes. still am like that. Still in my 20s. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like the messiness. People need to give her some slack. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I'm okay. <laughs> like if I was a rock star's daughter and like they had one song, like her dad has this one hit before he dies in a car crash called Molly Smiles. If I had a song, a hit song written about me, I'd be coasting too. Right? I get it. <laughs> So, oh. yeah, there's, like, the lampshade hair clip scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And then can we talk about Molly's birthday dress? Yes. It is beautiful. Like, it's chef's kiss. It, it is very 2000s. It's very, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like, um, it's like the Britney Spears Versace, Versace dress. dress. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's very similar. The color is slightly different, but the vibes are there. Yes. The cut is very much the same. Uh, that specific cut i don't know what it is that, i like, don't either it's like yeah up and down it's on like the side. fabric it's, like, it's almost like a fairy dress but it's not like a tutu it's like a, i don't know how to describe she, it no like britney murphy does look like a fairy right doesn't she throughout this whole movie she just looks like a pretty pretty fairy and yeah. i'm here for it so iconic um Oh, you know what else I I wrote in my notes? What's up with people keeping cash in the freezer? Like, loose oh, cash. Yeah. Like, just, like, straight up. Like, I know they're trying to imply she doesn't know what she's – she doesn't have her stuff together or, like, you know, her finance. Like, she's just coasting, like you said. But still. Haven't they seen Coyote Ugly? Haven't they seen Coyote Ugly? Exactly. My thoughts exactly. I'm like, we've been here before. You know what happens if you leave – at least put it in, like, a, a jar that's, like, says, like, I don't know, frozen pea. I don't know. You make something up. You, you, yes. you, you at least like, like dog visually food. hide it. There you go. Something, anything. Just don't stick it in the middle of your freezer. And then she didn't even have food hardly in her freezer. She Just didn't. money. Like, I what think that's the point too, right? <sighs> it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then she has tons of birthday gifts too. Like, oh yeah. Tons. Like her whole, like the hallway and the apartment complex, the whole lobby. And they're like, you got to do something about it. And she's just like, she literally is traipsing around her apartment building like a fairy and she's like she takes like the victoria's secret thong and she's like to the doorman like throws it and like give it to your girl and he's <laughs> like she can't fit into that but thanks i know 
And then didn't she give flowers to the, she was like, here, give this to your wife. I don't know. Yes. And he's like, fuck off. Yeah. That guy hated her. <laughs> it's like her, her neighbor. If this movie was rated R, that's what would happen. He says something to that effect, though. Basically. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're finally at the nightclub. And we meet her best friend, who looks like she's about 45. Yeah. What is up with that? <laughs> I don't know. They're supposed to be childhood friends, but she literally looks... She looks Shh. like a Leslie Mann character from the 90s, who's playing, like the like buttoned up girlfriend that's about to get dumped oh i was gonna say she reminds me of like in the parent trap the other lady oh well meredith meredith yeah i think it's the haircut though it maybe. is or very like vivian from legally blonde yeah like she's that girl she's that girl and then it's a clueless reunion we're introduced to donald Faison. yes huey he's really cool i like him and he's um like a music manager music producer something like that yeah i really it's very unclear because like later he's producing a music video too i don't know like he's a music dude yeah and they're successful which i don't understand how they're 22 years old but plausibility okay throw that out the window yeah no i okay first of all how does she have so many friends (laughs) second of all and then she's only 22 how yeah i don't get it but her friends are, like, oddly successful. Yeah, like, suspiciously. <laughs> like, how? I don't like, know. Like, I feel like we need to be more concerned with how her friends are acting like 30-year-olds and are very successful at such a young age. Not like, the fact that she doesn't have it together. <laughs> it's like yeah. her friends are the problem. It's not her. <laughs> oh, I mean, me as someone that's, like, a Carrie Bradshaw defender. Yeah. Who's also maybe been a hot mess in her life. I think I will defend this. Yeah, I feel that. But we're also introduced to little Ray, played by Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Molly goes into the bathroom. Right. Because some girl had to be like, oh, you got some wrinkles on your face. You know, you can fix that at the face factory. <laughs> Which, what what a terrible name for like a place to get Botox. I know. It sounds really creepy. Sounds very like, like, I don't know creepy that was very first draft i feel like that was such a placeholder they could have come up with a better name they just were like writing the script for uptown girls and they were like uh you know the place where they get botox i don't know the face factory (laughs) we'll add something else later and then they like forgot about it they never did but yeah ray is stomping her little saddle shoe Mm -hmm. and she's like dragging molly I love this so much. She's like, she drags her, she like reads her for filth. Like, she does. Immediately. Like the library is open as soon as Dakota Fanning steps out of the bathroom stall. And she wears glasses too. She puts on her reading <laughs> She is. She's like on RuPaul's Drag Race. For real. Oh, man. What is it that she says to her that's like, oh, man, I don't remember. I didn't even write it down. I was just like, yes. Oh, I wrote it down. She said, well, first she's like, well why would anyone care like about your wrinkles and then she goes i had shoes like yours once when i was five <laughs> and she's saying all this from the bathroom stall and she just like comes out and it's like <laughs> i don't know oh which i love britney murphy shoes or molly shoes right they're, they're like stars they're like clear and then they're rhinestone stars they're little heels yeah so cute i feel like dakota fanning is dressed like a little old lady she definitely is giving old lady energy. Like, her name is Ingrid. Right? <laughs> yeah, she's giving Ingrid energy for sure. Like, she brings her own soap. 
and is like washing her hair. And she's like, if you want to get like, not salmonella, but like meningitis, meningitis. Yeah. Bacteria, meningitis and polio. Go ahead and be my guest. (laughs) She's like so intense. I don't know. I can't imagine like being that young and I don't know. I can get it to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. Was that you, Nick, as a kid? Were you, like, bringing your own soap? No, but as someone with, like, slight germaphobe tendencies, I get it. Yeah. But no, not really. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Molly goes back out to the party and she sees this boy who's, I don't know, he looks like, what does he look like? He just looks like a standard... Like, he looks like the rep, like, remember in 2003 when, like, the record companies would create, like, their, like, Death Cab or whoever, like, knockoff boy band dude? Like, he's like a Ryan Cabrera without the, without the, like, spiky hair. Yeah. No, for sure. He's very generic, but his song is, like, I don't know. It sounded good. I said super cheesy, though. It's, it's very, like, dashboard confessional. He's, like, very, uh, he's just, like, there with a guitar. Kind of bringing the party down. Like, this is a nightclub, and he's just, like, listen to my song. Yeah. I I was confused. But, yeah. So, we meet Neil Fox, and he's just, like, a floppy-haired dude, and Molly's, like, I want him for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the gif, I feel like, every Tumblr girl scene. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it. Like, he's kind of cute, I guess. I, but it, I don't know. And I think, well, she wants him because he's unattainable. Because Huey is like, oh, you know, he's, like, been celibate. And he doesn't, like, drink. He doesn't have sex. He doesn't, like, do anything. He's just focused on his Like music. a Jonas brother. <laughs> Remember <laughs> when the Jonas brothers were, like. Yeah, like, wearing their- purity rings. Yeah. But, yeah, so Molly, like, is, like, I want that man. Mm-hmm like her mission and he was like leave that man alone oh and then she calls him a rock poet sex god <laughs> which i'm like slow down he he's like he sang one song and it wasn't even a rock song it was like a weird slow cheesy it actually sounded like a love ballad almost it sounded way too personal like to sing to her on her birthday like he does not know her like he's like a sad sack <sighs> but it's funny that they call him like something like they refer to him like a morrissey yeah. Which I'm like, hey, you know, Morrissey created at least some bombs. Like, this dude isn't, like, talking. I want, like, if you're going to go full Morrissey, he needs to be, like, get, given the suicidal bobs. Yeah. He's just, like, depressed. He ain't creating the bobs. He ain't suicidal. It says, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not like, I will die for you. Right. Like, run me over with a train. Yeah, that would have been hotter. It would have been. Then I would be like, rock poet sex god. Yeah, for sure. Gotta raise the stakes. For sure. He has no stakes. But, um... So, yeah. So, what happens next? So, um, we meet, um, Ray's mom, who's the club owner, right? Is she? Question mark? I don't know. I, like... She's something. She does something at the club. She does something at the club. I think she has something to do... She's, like, in the music business, I think. Like, a label executive. Something, like, something like that. I'm always confused about what it is that she does, because she's... We don't see her a lot, but, um... She says that the boy has soul, which I thought was interesting. 
And I just love, like, okay, so basically, oh, basically, Ray is, like, so when Huey finds Ray, it's basically because, like, she's, I don't know, isn't she just always running away because her nannies are getting fired, right? Yes. He kind of sets that up. And when they leave the club after the night is, like, kind of ending, like, Ray is, like, think we have ourselves a grammy she's just like flicking everybody off the whole time she does especially oh my huey <laughs> she but well okay because like they go go out of the club and molly's like all over neil yeah because she like wants him and then yeah and then uh ray's like i think we have a grammy and like flicks everyone off <laughs> i love that kind of how i felt about neil's performance not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong she was so sassy <laughs> like ray typically isn't wrong you know that's true she's just like reading yeah boots pe- house the boots down mama whatever they say <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh. Um. oh she takes uh mr music man back to her apartment right and then she's like oh they're in her hallway, and she's like, he learns that she's like the daughter of rock royalty, and she does cool tricks with her with his guitar. Yep. And then she's like, "You want to see my guitars or my dad's guitars?" And she shows him, like, that's like her like way to this man's heart. Yeah, she seduces him with the guitar. Yes, she's like, "Look at all these guitars." But yeah, so they end up like holding up for a couple days, and Molly's like filthy, like rock star Carrie Bradshaw pad, just like. Going to Bone Town, I guess. That's yeah. what's implied. And um But yeah, so like she's like uh calling her friend, like being like, Oh my god, I'm so suffocated. And then he comes out and breaks up with her. Yeah. And is like, You need to grow up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like she goes full desperate city and like begs for him back. And it's like leaves. immediate. It's like such a quick turn. It's like she's like, oh, I can't stand it. I I feel suffocated. He won't leave. And then as soon as he's like, I I think I'm gonna leave. And it's like his. She's like, no, where are you going? You can stay here and write your song. Me at 22, for sure. You you can attest probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get it. I get it. I don't know. Oh it's like God. you want to be the one that's like. Leave yeah. me alone. You don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Also, someone you can't have. You want that more. True. Especially at 22. Oh, my God. Wait a second. Okay. There's a part that I want to talk about real quick. Mm-hmm. You know when he just, like, sings her a song, like, before they go into Bone Town or whatever? Yeah. And she's like, he's like, ooh, what do you think of this song? And she's, like, got her foot up on his face. Yeah. And she's like, ooh, <laughs> purple really brings out your eyes she said you're too hot for all those earth tones you've been wearing <laughs> i just like love her lines that are just like she cracks me up i like that too anyway is that bad that i remember that part and i was like she's right yeah she's like ooh, this is like way more important than your songs well no she does make a good point when he's like showing her his like sad songs mm-hmm. she's like don't you need a hook yeah and he's like i'm not a sellout i don't do hooks uh-huh. and then she's like okay um you know what else she does she say she was like well fine i don't know i think she just let it she was like i don't know what she said she didn't really press it i don't know no no but i feel like she says something else hmm hmm i don't know i don't know she definitely is like you need a hook yeah (laughs) which i don't know i we'll see how things develop later (laughs) yeah but anyways so her friend finds a notice 
and like in her apartment because she's like been moping because of the Neil breakup. And the friend's like, who pays your bills? And it's like the trailer scene where she's like, I don't know. Bob. Bob. So, yeah. So, Bob has gone AWOL and takes all of money, or Molly's money. So, I guess, like, she she's poor. She's poor now. Yeah. Doesn't she, go, doesn't she go to, like, a lawyer to figure it out? Right? She goes to a lawyer and the lawyer's like, get a job. Oh, yeah. She's like, what do I do for my fi- Can I ask a... She's like, can I ask a personal question? <laughs> you have any advice? He's like, I don't know. Get a job. Which is, like, all in the trailer. I love how, like, all these points, I'm like, you know, the point from the trailer. It really isn't all in the trailer, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, so Molly's upset, and she's like, I'm going to get a job. Yeah. So she goes to Bendel's, gets a job, but then also buys Egyptian cotton sheets Which to I give to Neil. Yeah, okay. I think it's hilarious. You're right. She's so worried. Like, she's not even worried about her financial situation. All she cares about is... Going after Neil with Egyptian... Co- like, she, immediately, she just starts this job and buys the sheets, and she doesn't even have all the money for it. She gets a 10% discount, which is not even that big of a discount. No. Especially for working at a place, girl. Yeah, girl. That is, And she's like, this is the best job ever. Like, 10%. Woo. And it's like, no. It's because she doesn't know anything. Because <sighs> she's a silly Billy rich girl, you know? But her friend... I wrote down her best friend so awesome because she's like... She's really helping a sister out. Right? She's like, you can stay here. Yeah. You can, like, here, I'll help you get a job. Like, they are all really supportive. Like, her friend, the blonde girl, and, like, Huey. They're yeah. really good friends to her. Wait, oh, the blonde girl's name is Ingrid, I think. Oh, really? She's an Ingrid. Oh, no! <laughs> oh. She looks like an Ingrid, though. She does. Um. So, yeah, she, you know, she gives Neil the sheets. Mm-hmm. And... Neil won't take her back, essentially. No. But um but then she gets fired from Bendel's because like the next scene is her waking up at Bendel's and them all like hovering over her, being like, You can't just sleep. <laughs> she sleeps on like the display bed. Huh. Oh yeah, because she hooks up with Neil. Yeah. But Neil won't take her back and then she like sleeps on the job. She gets fired immediately. Her best friend kicks her out. Oh, because wait. Right? No, her best friend doesn't kick her out yet. Oh, sorry, I fast forwarded. My sorry. bad. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> My bad. No, but she does get a new job, and what is her new job? A nanny. She's Ray's nanny, because Ray can't keep a nanny. Do 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 do. Bow. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we meet Ray, like formally meet Ray. Right? Which we find out her name, her full name is Lorraine. Mm-hmm. She definitely looks like a Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, this is the scene with Brittany Murphy's overalls. Oh, and, love. like, the glasses. Her whole fit is, like, on fire. I love her outfit. But, yeah, so, what did we, what did you think of the introduction to Ray scene? It, like, establishes Ray's kind of, like personality i think yeah i just think it's crazy like she's like taking all these different medications that we cannot pronounce and i'm like what in the world like how many medications is this little child on and she's so organized and she's like oh i don't know if she says something about her blood pressure but something she's like concerned about something like i she might be a hypochondriac i think she that's what i was thinking like i feel like she is 
But I love how every time she takes her meds or like sips water or whatever, she always is sipping on Evian. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice eye, Nick. Just such a Meredith Blake move. Doesn't she also like wipe off the cap or the side? I don't know. Something with a paper towel. Like she's always wiping things with paper towels. Yes. Yeah. So she's like a germaphobe. She's a, a snotty, snotty little brat. Yeah. She is a little snotty, isn't she? Yeah. But I like her. I don't know. No, I do too. But yeah, and it's really funny because like, so like she's drinking like out of the Evian bottle that she just like wiped down and um, Brittany Murphy or Molly has like a fruit punch mm-hmm. and she's like, Dakota Fanning's like, why don't you just drink cyanide? You die quicker. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. She calls it like she sees it. She does. She ain't wrong. <laughs> She ain't wrong. She's just not fun. I think that's like the moral of the story. Yeah. You gotta have fun. Yeah. So this is like Molly's first day and like she eats the scone, the fake scone and Oh, I love this. all the um, In the trailer. The trailer stuff. <laughs> You've seen it. We've all seen it. <laughs> but oh. what well, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I love that scene. She's just like so Molly comes into her room and and she's like, oh, wow, this is your bedroom. And, you know, Ray's like, well, there's no fooling you, is there? She's just, like, so full of sass. And she's like, Molly's like, oh, my God, your doll collection. Like, she's getting excited over these this kid's toys. And the kid's like, hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that. And she's like, ooh, your tea set's so cool. And she, like, sits down and is, like, playing. And then she, like, goes to eat the scone. She's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. She sprays it with the Lysol. It's just, like, so comedic. Like It is. I don't know. Oh, and this is also the, like, the same scene where Brittany Murphy is, like, doing the dishes because the, like, the chef can't do the dishes because of all the spots and Ray's, like, you know, freaking out about the spots. Mm, yeah. And she's like, oh, no, you're gonna, you can't touch it, you're gonna miss a spot. And then they break the, Brittany Murphy breaks the plate. And this is, like, the scene where she's like, you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah. And then Molly goes, um, goes to, like, leave. And um, this is when, like, she's, like, swinging door and, like, the door hits Molly in the face. And oh, where yeah. she's also, like, news full last. Oh, I love you that. You work for me. <laughs> yes. She said it just like that. Oh. I used to say that all the, like, this trailer, Brie, I don't think you realize. I think there was, like, little Nikki somewhere being, like, news full last. Flash. Yeah, just the way she says it. Oh, man. Why don't we do news of flash? Like you work that. for me. <laughs> <laughs> just go around saying that to people. But yeah. Oh. Oh. So, it's kind of sad, though, the part about her mom, though. Because when she goes off, she's like, you're not going to see her. Because not unless you make a, an appointment with her assistant, all these things. And you kind of realize, you're like, dang, this girl doesn't even see her own mom. Like, you yeah. kind of put put things together true i mean then we find out later on that like ray's dad is like on his deathbed like basically a dead like a vegetable so yeah it's like ray's life is kind of sucky it really does suck but you know she's like a like an upper east side yeah gal, i guess I, don't know. I think she's handling it great that's what her mom says <laughs> about everything she just, just well like, on the yeah. surface i think like Ray, as like an adult, is handling things great. I think as an as a child, you're like, eh. <laughs> which I know that's the point of the movie. Like Molly yeah. needs to take some of Ray's like maturity, yeah, and Ray needs to take Molly's like childlike wonder. 
Agreed. So, but, but yeah, so we go to, um, so yeah, like Molly gets barred from her apartment and she's mm-hmm. basically like in a situation where she really needs to like beg forgiveness mm-hmm. for Ray because she doesn't have a job. Yeah. She needs money. You yeah. Know? So we go to um, Ray's ballet class and Ray's like, I don't freestyle. When, like, the little kids, like, freestyle after class and she just, like, leaves. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. She's, like, so against the freestyle. She's, like, it's childish. <laughs> she says, like, um, well, because, like, they go on a little bit of a walk, right? And she's mm-hmm. trying to convince her to be her nanny again? Or- yeah. Molly's, like, come on, please. And then she's, like, dancing. Yeah. And she's, like, oh, that freestyle sounded fun. And she's, like, no. She's like, act your age, not your shoes. <laughs> She's also like, fundamentals are the building blocks of fun. Yeah. True. <laughs> that sounds like such a blast. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's such a quotable movie, though. Right? Because this is uh, also around the same time when, like, they're talking about Ray's dad and Dakota Fanning, like, puts on her sunglasses and she goes, it's a harsh world. Oh, my God. That's probably my one of my favorite quotes. And it's very, like, it's like that meme that's like, deal with it. Then the sunglasses come down. Which I feel like you've seen, like, the, like, Dakota Fanning, it's a harsh world if you've ever been on Pinterest. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is, like, Internet 101 is, like, quoting Uptown Girls. It's a harsh world. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I think I've, like, like, back in, like, Tumblr days, you know, I definitely, definitely reblogged a lot of Uptown Girls. Same. Oh. <sighs> Jeez. But but yeah, Molly's still hung up on the the musician. Mm-hmm. And then we get like a montage of Molly acclimating to life. Mm-hmm. As like a nanny, as like doing yoga with her friends, like trying to get her life together. Yeah. And but she's she's there's some things, right? She's oh, well. There are some cute moments, like she helps Ray with her her turns in ballet. Like she's like helping her do the spins. I thought that was cute. Yes. Then she burns all those cookies when she's at the girls' baking night, whatever they're doing. Oh yeah, like her friend is like, "Come bake with us." And yeah, she which, like can't make cookies. That is such a boring get together. I'm sorry. I mean, I like yes, bake, but like don't just bake. Like you had to do something else. Yeah, that's you too housewifey. Get drunk and burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> Molly had the right idea. She, she did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, oh my gosh! This scene I love, Nick. When it cut, it basically cuts to Ray like on the playground. She's like pinning down like a much older kid who's like mm-hmm. like three to two, three times bigger than her, and she's just like she's really got this girl pinned down. It's crazy. And there's like people around that are like fight, like this kids like at this prep school or whatever. Oh yeah, and then um. I guess it was because the other girls, I don't know if it was her mom or her, her nanny. Au-, au pair. What is that? What's an au pair? It's like a live-in nanny. Oh, is that what that is? See, yeah. I-, I had to like, I replayed that scene so many times to try to get the, I should put closed captions. I still would have been confused. It's au pair. Yeah. Okay. You're so, um, Nikki, you're so worldly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like Dakota Fanning in this movie. Did you have an au pair? <laughs> But no, she the au pair calls Molly a slut bag whore. Yeah, 
I love that when she tells that to Molly, though, Molly, like, is, like, yes. she gets into a fight. And then we see Ray, like, she's like, yeah. <laughs> like, you can tell, like, their bond is, like, really building. And then she gets dragged away in the same style because it's, it's yeah. funny to see. I don't know. Oh, I love that. And then the next scene, like, Neil. Which, can I just say, like, Neil is so boring. Like, do not care about Neil. <laughs> nah. It's, yeah. Nah. He's like oatmeal. Definitely. Or toast. Oatmeal. To go back to uh <laughs> dry as toast. He's a toast person, like in my big fat Greek wedding. But um so yeah, he basically he has a hit single called Sheets of Egyptian Cotton. Oh gosh. And obviously Molly gave him. The sheets. sheets of Egyptian cotton, and he has a hook, and it's like totally sellouty, and it's like yes, na 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 na. Sheets, sheets of Egyptian, Egyptian cotton. cotton. Yeah, but, yeah, like he, like he said he would never do. And the music video is very like if you've seen Empire Records, like Mon Amour, J'adore, you know, like very like early nineties, like shaking my butt in front of the camera, like very cheesy. Yeah. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Sheets of Egyptian Cotton? Terrible song. The hit song. Terrible, terrible song. I mean, I guess, honestly, the part, the hook is the best part, to be honest, and it's not that great. But the rest of it really annoys me. I don't know what it is. It sounds wonky and, like, distorted to me. Like, it's, I don't know. I never liked the song when he sang it in the beginning without the hook, and I didn't like it with the hook. (laughs) And... I don't know how they they say something about him being a one hit wonder at some point, but I'm like, this isn't even a hit. No offense. No, <laughs> but I get it. It's like more poppy with the hook. So he like he does sell out, which I think is hilarious because it's like he's like, oh, I'll never sell out. And then immediately sells out, like literally oh, like, a drop of a bucket. Yeah, because he gets the opportunity. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, well, we can't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> what a tool. But then. um. Oh, and he's, like, talking about his leather jacket, right? Isn't he like, oh, hey, my leather jacket's oh, at yeah. your place, I think. Do you have it? It's, like, my lucky jacket. Like, I need it. Oh, and then she, like, fixes it up and puts, like, <laughs> yeah, she just, like, jazzes it up in her, like, Molly way. Yeah. And, like, at first he's like, oh, I hate this. But then in the Sheets of Egyptian Cotton video, the music video, you see him, like, wearing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jizz. That's what I'm saying. He, he is a fuckboy, Brie. Mm-hmm. He sure is. They Can come I- in all shapes and sizes. It just, it's a warning. It should have warned us as, like, nine-year-olds. It really should have. Yeah. This it- is like a PSA film. Right? Agreed. But, but yeah, so her and her f- blonde friend, Ingrid, mm-hmm. um, basically kicks her out because she won't go to a green tea tasting that she's planned for months. Molly is, like... I don't want to go. I think she blew her off, though. Yeah. Right? For, like, she does. a random date. But then she doesn't even go on that date, I think. Well, maybe because she's upset. Yeah. She goes to the club. She does. Um, To, like, talk to Huey. And yeah. Huey says you can live with me. But she's so. she's also missing Ray's recital, right? Well, or the, no? so the thing is, it's like... Is that right? Am I... So, yeah. No, no, no. Molly goes to the club because, like, the best friend just like kicks her out because she won't go green tea tasting and she runs into heather locklear oh yeah and she's like yeah basically like where's why aren't you at ray's recital like who's there and she's like ah i sent a car 
So she go like uh, Molly like runs over yeah to see if she can catch the recital, but I don't think she ends up making it. She doesn't. I think she she goes over the next day. Yep, and Ray's all down in the dumps. She's literally yeah. When we see her, she's like she's got like a thermometer in her mouth. One of those what are those things like a compress on her head? Yeah, and like a it's like a the universal I'm sick <laughs> kind yeah. of garb, which I have never used all those things all at once. I probably have once, and I probably thought to myself, ah, this means I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, well, I think this is like Ray being a hypochondriac as well, because Molly is like, she looks at the thir- like her temperature, and she's like, oh, you're perfect 98 point whatever, whatever the normal is, but I don't know. Yeah. She's blue. No one came to her dance recital. Yeah. So she's she doesn't have to go to school that day. And it's even Molly's day off. She comes in on her day off because she wants to make it up to her. And she's like, we're going to go to the sit in tiny teacups and spin around until we puke. Yep. And she like takes her to Coney Island and uh, makes Ray eat a hot dog. And Ray's like totally like disgusted. That was so funny. She's like, there's nitrates and did she say where there's rats in there what was she saying yeah. like i don't know what she's seen but i was like dang this i've never it's so funny because like usually kids love hot like you don't really see kids i don't know no have such a sophisticated a hot dog no one poo is a hot dog yeah but i love like molly after like ray eats a hot dog what does she say like to everyone she's like she's alive or she's like yeah this, she'll make it the operation worked yes no <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I guess, so, like, we get this backstory where I guess Molly talks about when she was eight, mm-hmm. like, her parents died. Yeah. And she just felt like her life since then has been, like, she's been spinning. Like, she's on the teacups in Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Just spinning, spinning, spinning. And um, so that's why she wanted to take Ray to Coney Island. And I guess they kind of bond over, you know, like the whole parent situation, like the dad's like going to die and yada, yada. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. They didn't even get to go on the teacups, though. No, because Coney Island doesn't open for another week. So they go back home. It's a bummer. Yeah. And then Molly admits she's scared. Because, like, in the beginning, Ray's like, I think you're just scared to grow up. Yeah. And this is finally when Molly's like, yeah, kid, you're right. I'm scared. Yeah. And she's like, but you're scared, too. Yeah. <sighs> um, and then Molly falls asleep in Ray's bed. And then she wakes up in the morning and goes to the kitchen. And who does she see? Resident fuckboy, Neil Fox. Oh, my God. And what has he done, Brie? What does he do? He he be hooking up with Roma, Ray's yeah. mama. He's hooking up with Miss Heather Locklear. Oh yeah, and he's like, "What are you?" He's like to Molly, he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "I work here." <laughs> also, kind of weird if you take that out of. If you, I'm so I was so in the movie, but now you're just like taking it back to me, and I'm like, "Huh, yeah, that's a little weird." Yeah, like how does she get? It? Yeah, I guess like from his perspective, or that would be kind of strange. But she does. It's true. She works there, you know? Yep. And obviously she's upset. Like, she's like... Yeah. Oh, this what? is this is when she goes... She, like, takes a walk by herself. She's mm-hmm. just, like, in a terrible mood. Um, I don't even know where Ray is at this point. Didn't she just... I don't know. We don't know where she went. Oh, no. She taught... At this point, I think she's 
talking to her dad. Like, Molly's like, you should talk to your dad. Like, see your dad, even though he's, like, a vegetable. Like, talk to him. Mm. Okay. Serious note. But, yeah. So, Molly's, like, walking through the park. Yeah, she's walking through the park. She's just, like, look everywhere she turns. It's like, oh, there's a father and a daughter. Oh, there's a girl and a guy. Like, all her problems that are, like, she's, like, upset about just are... She's being reminded of her problems. But ain't that the truth, though? Like, when you just get broken up with and, like, everyone's, like, making out in front of you, or you feel like the whole world is just, like, mm. like hearts, and you're just like, <sighs> They did a good job, I feel like, portraying that. But then what she what does she do? She, she goes over this little – it's a little bridge, mind you. A very short jump. She jumps off this bridge into some dirty river water. And then there's people, like, standerbys that are like, hey, that's filthy. That's sewage water. What are you doing? You're going to get a disease in there. Get out of that water. And, like, I don't know. And then she gets sick. She does. And Ray takes care of her. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty cute. But, yeah. So, but, but I guess, like, at this point, Ray's dad dies. And Ray's really upset, mm-hmm. and she fires Molly, just, like, out of the blue, because Molly was like, I promise, like, if you just talk to your dad, like, everything will be okay. Yeah. So her dad dies, and everything's not okay, obviously. And, like, Roma lets her go, and she does this whole speech, like, she's talking to Roma when she's getting fired, and she's like, you don't even know your daughter. Mm. And she's like, well, whatever, I'm. these are her wishes, and she's like, but she's eight years old. Like, mm. why does she have this much, like, power? You know, you don't know what she, you know, you don't know her life. And yeah, that's when uh, Roma's like, she's taking it really well. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, she was doing her homework. She's not even bothered her father passed away. She's she's moved on. She's over it. Yeah. So Molly's let go. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, and then she has a run-in with Neil, right? On the streets. Yeah, and she's like, don't talk to me. Yeah, he's Which like, I love. He's like, ooh, my muse, I need you. And d- she, like, calls him out for being selfish. And she does. A douchebag. And, yeah. Which, right on, like, snaps. Mama. I know. I was like, yes. <laughs> Tell him. But, yeah, so, like, after that, Molly decides to donate her guitars. And... Kind of be more of an adult. Yeah. She finally is like, okay, I got to get it together. Um, And then she gets a call from Roma being like, Ray's missing. Mm. Yeah. And then she's like, where would she go? And all those things. And then she, um, she doesn't really tell anyone, but she's like, she just runs out and she's like trying to think, where is Ray? And then she's like, ah. It's a light bulb moment. The light bulb. You see the light turn on and she just like starts running. And then it, it kind of, cu- well, maybe it just cuts to, I don't know how they do it. But like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's uh she's in Coney Island on the teacups, little Ray. All by herself. But I love can we talk about the scene really quick? Yeah. So like in the scene, Molly finds Ray on the teacups alone and the like a light scoring, but it's like a pretty silent scene. Yeah. Um and Molly just hops in the teacups with Ray, and they're just like they're like shots, like individual shots of both of their faces, just really upset, spinning. Yeah, in the teacups. That part gets me every time. Same. Like, it's just like they're so sad, <laughs> like their world's spinning. Yeah, 
I love it too because you're right. It's like she immediately she gets like Molly sits in the teacup with her. They, she doesn't say a word. She just starts spinning, and then they both start spinning. And like, like the way it's filmed is just it's beautiful, and it's I feel like it's the most powerful moment in the film. I really, I yeah, like it does get me every time where I'm just like yeah. Yeah, like everyone else is just having a good old time on this ride, and they're like miserable. And they're like, but like it, it like conveys like the anger too. Like I love when like Ray is just like angrily like spinning yeah. like faster and faster. They're going super fast, and then afterwards Ray vomits, and she looks at Molly and just starts like hitting her. Yeah, that part gets me too. Like this like whole scene, the whole scene. She's like so upset and so like angry and just like yeah hurt you know she's an angry she's a fierce little little child but yeah but then she ends up like hugging like her. hugging her yeah after she gets out some angst but but like being so upset you just want to like punch something and then you like break down and cry like yeah it's that we've all been there a hundred percent yeah <sighs> so yeah they they make up <laughs> yeah they do um Oh, and then I love how they like cut to being at like, like a industry party. Uh huh. And Molly runs into Sugar Ray or Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, mm-hmm. uh, Frosted Tips and all. Yep. And Dave Navarro from Dave Jane's Addiction. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, oh, were you the one who designed the sheets of Egyptian cotton, like Neil Fox's jacket? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, kind of. Like, it, I, you know, whatever. Like, she's really modest about it. And they're like, it's really good. Yeah. They're like giving her requests, too. They're like, he's like, oh, can you make me a pair of pants? Like, or can you make me a jacket? <laughs> she's like way too humble. Yeah. I don't know. It's so cool. Like, things just start working out for her. Because, like, there's a point earlier in the movie where it's like, she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't have any talents. And Yeah. I think I think it's Raya that's like gr- all grown ups are good at something. Or Which is so true. Yeah. So she finds something she's good at. Yeah, and like Roma offers her her nanny job and she's like, No, I think Ray and I are gonna remain friends. Yeah. Oh uh, were you thinking of this quote too? What? The well the part where she tells Ray, she's like, Yeah, I don't wanna be your nanny anymore, I don't be your friend, you know. Oh like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead, Bray. Oh, and she says Ray says to Molly, grown-ups don't stay friends with kids. And then Molly's like, I don't see any grown-ups around here. And then Ray says, I do. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting, I'm getting like a little bit choked up because it's like a powerful moment because you, in the beginning of the movie, we see Ray give Molly such a hard time and be like, I don't see any grown-ups around yeah. here. Like she literally says that line earlier, like calling her out, like you're not very grown. And she's like, so she sees her grow up, mature. like mature. And it's just like a cute little nod and... It is really cute. That part really got me, like, watching the film this time around. Yeah. And I also think, like, okay, like, Molly's 22, so I'm not exactly Molly's age, but, like, I'm around her age. Yeah. And, like, you know, I've gone through, I am going through very similar things to Molly where, you know, it's just, like, growing up is hard. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I think like I can really relate to Molly. Yeah. And like you know, like kind of like getting away with a lot, like with your charm. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just like kind of dancing through life, like you can get away with a lot, but then also like 
on the flip side, like, it's this pervasive kind of, like, you got to grow up. Yeah. Like, feeling and thing and people saying that to you. And it also, like, like, all of our friends are so much more successful, like, quote, unquote, successful and, like. Yeah. Than she is. And, like, I can really, like, relate to to Molly in this film, to be honest. And just, like, being, like all grown-ups must have something they're good at and i'm still kind of trying to figure that out (laughs) same same nick same i mean yeah no she's so relatable because i i feel like there's so many times where i felt like i don't know like i'm behind somehow you know or to the party (laughs) late to the party exactly Uh, but like also like there's a lot of her character trait or like something like certain things where i relate you know like oh bills like you gotta pay your bill like i I got some bills i gotta pay right that i have been ignoring i mean not as bad like not as like oh something's gonna get shut off but like you know what i mean just that like being on top of things or like you know when she has a yard sale to sell her stuff is that part coming up it's already happened it's already happened okay well that part spoke to me because when you have stuff for so long and then you you have never gotten rid of stuff from your childhood and then all of a sudden you have to it's like you're like oh wait that's mine like i don't want to and then like there's still like a lesson in that for me i feel like letting go and like because her friend is even like it kind of made me think of you because i feel like you've said things to me that are similar just like being like hey let you know you got to downsize you know because you've seen me go through things and have to oh, downsize yeah. so like that part of like you know, like letting go of things or like the the part where she lets go of her father's guitars because she's like, this is my dad. This is all that's left. Like that was like, I was like, dang, like, I'm like, ooh, but like, it's not the material things so much. It's like, I don't know. She was like, what, what is it her friend said? The declutter to find your center, something like that. Yeah. Like there's, I feel like there's a lot of lessons in this movie. Like, I feel like it's a lot deeper than you know, just, like, whatever's in the trailer and, like, it's complicated playing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's some good lessons and I don't know. Well, I, yeah. No, I really like this movie a lot. It's so good. But, yeah, like, Molly ends up applying for the Fashion Institute. And I really love the callback here because the um the lady interviewing her at the Fashion Institute's like, why do you want to go to school? Like, you have a reference from the Dalai Lama. Like, you're, like, over – like, why do you want to do this? And Molly, like, looks at her and goes, well, uh, what is it? Fundamentals are the building blocks of fun or something. And, like, a yeah. flashback – or callback to Ray in her ballet. I love that. It's also a callback to her resume the first time around where she referenced the Dalai Lama in, like, a – Yes. Like, a – department store and they were like her friend was like yeah you probably shouldn't use them as a reference (laughs) but somehow it came through in this situation i don't know oh and then can we talk about the final scene the raised dance recital yes oh i love that scene okay so like when you were saying that like molly had to downsize earlier in the movie yeah so someone bought all of her guitars yeah and she didn't know who but i guess it was neil guess so who bought all the guitars and it's like they call like Ray up to the stage, and like all the little girls have the guitars. Yeah, and they like each have their own. Molly smile. Yeah, and Dakota Fanning's dancing, but like as Molly, like wild and like right. She yeah. does something. Do- she freestyles, but she she does like 
Molly's moves, like mm-hmm. like the ones that we see here. Because Molly's been dancing this whole movie pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah. Just like, <laughs> you know, she's total like, she's giving like hot girl Zoe Deschanel energy. Like, yes. if that makes any sense. Yes. A little rock and roll in there. A little quirky, but like hot girl quirky. Yeah. She's just like shaking her hair all the time and just doing that move with her hands. Those like early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Like quirky girl dance moves. Oh, I love it. I just thought it was so cute because it looks like Ray choreographed that part or the whole, I don't know if she did the whole thing, but like it's basically like like an ode to Molly. And then Molly also made a special like tutu for, for Ray. Remember? She's like, I want her costume to stand out. I want her to feel special. I don't know. And that's the last scene, right? It just kind of, the credits roll. But I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. It's I really, so good. I really enjoy this movie. Same. It's like one of those that's like gonna be in my rotation. For sure. I think like a lot more. Like I put it in my Amazon wish list like on Blu-ray after this. Like I, I must own this one. Aww. Like it's good background. Like when you're painting your toes. Yeah, if you would just clean. need to cry just a little bit, like not like too much, but just a little, a little tear here and there. But that's what I like. I really, I'm such a proponent of rom coms mm-hmm. because I love how like there's like subtle like, like nuggets. Yeah, you can like take from it. You know, I love it. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of good nuggets in this one. I don't know, and it's like you can grow up, but you don't have to be boring or stuffy. Yeah. That's kind of also something I, on the side, yes. I took away from it. Oh, yeah. Because Molly doesn't, like, grow up and then starts wearing, like, blazers. No. And, like, you know. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, gets a dusted, crusted do- job. Like, she's, like, doing what she wants to do on her terms. And, like, she gets an apartment within her means. Like, she learns to live within her means, but still yeah. be, like, quirky, and she's, like, fall- or, like... And be independent, too. Yeah. Which is a big deal for her. But she doesn't change who she is. Yeah. That's true. And she doesn't get back with Neil. No. Well, good. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in a different film, like, she might have... There might have, like, might be a scene where she, like... Yeah. Makes up with Neil, like, kisses him or something, you know? Yeah. I feel like I feel like this movie is definitely more about her and Ray anyway than i mean neil's there but he's and he helps like he's a part of the story but it's not like as i feel like it's definitely more about like how well and maybe maybe it has to do with neil a bit too but not on the same level but like how people come into your life for a reason you know what i mean and you rub off on each other and there's things you learn from you know what i mean like no i love the ray and um molly relationship i don't know that's so cute Oh. Ah. Well, any final thoughts on Uptown Girls? I just, I love the story. I I would watch it many more times. I love the juxtaposition with like like how the roles are reversed with Ray and Molly and, and how they learn from each other and take different, you know what I mean? Like Molly like gets a little more serious, but you know, not too serious. But Ray also like loosens up and can be a kid. Yeah, you well, know? they learn from each other so much and, like, opposites attract. Yeah, it's just, you know? I don't know. It's just so good, like, huh. I don't know. I, I also know. think it's it's something, it's like you're not always as alone as you think you are. Because I feel like both of them are kind of, like, they have similar experiences, you know, that they bond over. 
Yeah. But you, I don't know. They deal with things like almost on their own a lot, but they're not completely alone because they have each other. Yeah. I don't know. No. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know how to like talk about my final thoughts without getting like all like sappy. No, same. I think it's like, like on one hand, you know, there is just the Molly's journey. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, it's like, it is about like that like invisible string thing or like. Not an invisible string. Uh, like a puzzle piece. Yeah. Where, like, people do come into your lives for a reason. And I think Ray, like, needed Molly. And Molly needed Ray. Yeah. And, like, I I love that in, like, a platonic relationship sense. Or, like, a younger version of, like, a young versus, like, um an adult. Like, I was just watching Licorice Pizza. Because mm-hmm. I just got that on Blu-ray. Like, oh, yeah. I watched it again. And... What I really love about that film, like, I know a lot of people were talking about how the age gap is problematic. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I know. I think I was one of them. You, everyone else. But I think the age gap was necessary in that film because, like, Alana and Gary learn a lot. Like, Gary's precocious, Mm -hmm. but, like, a dream – like, he makes his dreams happen and, like, he can just – he's, like, fearless and Alana is, like – just lost and like needs some of that drive and i think that Mm -hmm. because gary's like a 15 year old he has that like childlike like i'm gonna go for it like i don't care what like i'm just calm you know like just the the blind confidence of being young yeah (laughs) you you being on your side and alana like just feeling like life is kind of you know like aimless and no purpose and like she needs Gary and Gary needs her to kind of like rein it in a bit, you know? Like they mm-hmm. need each other, but I think the age gap is necessary. Yeah. Anyways, so I think with like Brittany Murphy and Dakota Fanning, it's probably a less problematic kind of version of of kind of that like Molly needed to grow up, but Ray needs to be a kid, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. I feel like this movie's I don't know, it's just so good. And, like, I think it was Ebert that said that it's not, like, cookie cutter. Right? Was it him? Someone said it. Yeah. I think so. I feel like it just, I don't know. Like, I feel like the setup is, you know, you could see yeah. that it could be, I don't know. I just feel like it gets deep. I, I just love this movie. It's special, I think. And I think Brittany Murphy's performance takes it. Yeah. But it's a, it is just like a cute silly goose movie, but but not I, to me. No, it is no, but like it's cute. It's cute, but it has a lot of heart, and I think Brittany Murphy's like vulnerability in this role too, like really like adds so much to it. Yeah. And like it's a young Dakota Fanning. Like we were sold that propaganda as you know people in the aughts for a reason. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, well. Well, that's Uptown Girls. <laughs> ah, oh. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? You know? Right? But I guess... I guess that's all. I guess that's all. That's all, folks. Um, Well, I'm Nick D. Jensen on all platforms. And I'm Brie underscore Piconi on all platforms. Yeah, and um, give us a rating review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Na 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 na. Sheets of Egyptian cotton. Na 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 na. Sheets of Egyptian cotton.